0: Pikka-pikachu. 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 Hello all, welcome out to Pikapy Podcast. Coming to you so soon after last episode, which went up a little late, I'm sorry about that. Equipment troubles. But the plus side is that you didn't have to wait very long for the one that came right after episode number 235, Um, and this is a Pokemon anime podcast going through each episode of the Pokemon series one at a time, start to finish, in order as best we can, commenting and flailing about all sorts of things in the Pokemon world. Peek Podcast is brought to you by PokePress, who also flails about a lot of things in the Pokemon world, although slightly more professionally. They have gone on a Pokemon journey of their own to collect interviews from all aspects of the Pokemon fandom. Cosplayers, gamers, musicians, actors, directors, the whole shebang. You can find so many different interviews on their YouTube channel, as well as uh, discussion and commentary, news releases. You can visit them online at pokepress.blogspot.com or, again, on YouTube at PokePress. Or you can follow the links that I'll have in my blog page, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. And today's episode, stuff is going to start happening. It's number 235, Talking About an Evolution. Um, And it seems that both Ash and the narrator are a little confused on how many badges are left to secure. Um, But between the both of them, they average out to seven, so yeah. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. We're on our way to Mahogany Town, but we get sidetracked. Um, Pikachu and Togepi get sick. They don't feel feverish, but yeah, the two do look a little wrecked. Um, and the other Pokemon in the forest are affected too. It's all kind of weird, and in the distance, the kids hear a Pokemon roaring. Deciding that since they've already lost their path, like they might as well check it out. It's not like they'd be heading to Mahogany Town any quicker if they didn't. Um, so they followed the noise, and they come upon a lake, the Lake of Rage. And in that lake is, you guessed it, if you've ever played Pokemon Gold, Silver, Crystal, a Gyarados, a red Gyarados. And it's angry. Um, the kids think that they should help it, even though they're not sure exactly how. But then a bunch of guys show up and start threatening them. Since they've seen the Gyarados, these kids can't be allowed to leave. And all these guys are wearing dark clothes with big red R's on their chests. It's Team Rocket. And the guy in charge is like, Oh, so you know about us already, do you? Another reason I can't let you leave. Oh my gosh, I was wondering when Team Rocket, the organization, would get wise. Jesse and James are never going to do squat about this, but this kid and his friends have stumbled through so many major operations. (laughs) The St. Anne, they, they destroyed Pokemon Land, the Mewtwo thing, the Lugia thing, like really. They've come across Butch and Cassidy, so many grunts, and they know more about Team Rocket than I think the police do. Those kids are too dangerous to be left alive and running around. They know too much. If Giovanni ever realizes that it's the same kid messing up so many of his operations, Ash is toast. Like, the man would be a fool not to bring down the whole weight of Team Rocket on him specifically. Um, But for today, we've just got these three mooks. Um, And that still might be more than Ash can handle. Remember, Pikachu's sick. And when he calls out Totodile, that Pokemon gets strangely sick too, So it seems that they're all going to be drill-pecked to death by the enemy, Fero, when suddenly a Dragonite shows up and thunders it. And that Dragonite has a trainer, a red-haired man in a cape. Fabulance! (laughs) Yes, Lance the Dragon Master. Marina would be so jealous. Lance and his Dragonite hold off Team Rocket while the kids escape into the woods, and then they later all meet up. Ash is impressed, and about this time, Pikachu and Togubi start feeling a bit better, and also the kids realize who Lance is. Yes, champion of the Elite Four, totally awesome Dragon Master. Cue Ash getting his fanboy on. Of course he would recognize a member of the Elite Four, nay, the champion Um, But when Lance isn't uh, facing challengers, he's also a member of the elite detective agency known as the Pokemon G-Men. Everyone's got to have a hobby. Uh, They investigate people mistreating Pokemon, and as usual, Team Rockets ended up on the radar. They've got some weird experiment going on here at the Lake of Rage. And Ash is like, oh, can we help you help Gyarados, please? It would be so awesome. And Lance is like, no. Someone in this series actually has to act like an adult, and I can't take responsibility for you in this dangerous situation. Please follow the path back to the river and on to Mahogany Town. And Ash is like, but helping! And Les is like, no. And Ash actually listens to authority, agrees not to get involved. What? I know. Not like I think this is going to last even two minutes. Like, these kids do not have the ability to not get involved in stuff that isn't technically their business. And also, when Pokemon are in crisis, I can't imagine anybody better than Ash and company to have on the case. And the universe agrees, since it keeps throwing them into these situations. It's still kind of interesting that Ash, you know, put up so little of a fight over the issue. Meanwhile, the Jesse and James portion of Team Rocket are dead on their feet in the woods and cursing the Torps' name, saying those Torps are ridiculous for wandering around and getting lost all the time. <laughs> Everyone in the series is calling you out on it now, guys. Oh my gosh! Buy a Pokénav already. Get a Pokétech and a GPS app. Like, yikes! Even your Nemesis, who are constantly defeated by you, are being like, "Get it together." Anyway. In Team Rocket's wanderings, they've found a building that looks like it could be some sort of farmhousey thing, and even if it's not, it's still a man-made structure, which means there's food in that building. I mean, college has taught me that if a building doesn't have a cafeteria or a vending machine on the premises, the occupants will go nuts and revolt. Even knowing there would be no food before going in, after an hour, people start losing their minds, and knowing we can't have food instantly if we want it just makes us go crazy. That attitude may or may not be related to our country's weight problem, or we were just starving college students, but it still supports Team Rocket's point. They are hungry, as always, and if there is a functional human building, nourishment must surely be inside. Time to sneak in and attack the kitchen. And inside this building, uh, we learn, is a Team Rocket research facility. It looks innocuous, but a Professor Sebastian is conducting research experiments with radio waves and evolution. A radio wave that can one day be refined to work on all Pokémon and increase their power, force them to evolve. That's the goal, and this Gyarados is the only Pokémon to successfully evolve so far, so... They need to study it some more, figure out what worked... Um, But Gyarados is, rightfully so, hiding at the bottom of the Lake of Rage, and Team Rocket's current equipment isn't enough to go down there and get it. So they need to lure it to the surface. That's the next step of the plan. But they are momentarily distracted, having to capture Jesse, James, and Meowth, which has to be a little confusing. I mean, intruders? Don't these guys work for us? What is this? Yeah, Team Rocket's identities are verified. Jesse James and their Meowth have recently been demoted to rookie level and apparently make no contribution whatsoever to the company. (laughs) Well, they keep Ash Ketchum distracted. Team Rocket may not realize this, but the more often that kid is kept tied up in their ridiculous theft schemes, the less likely he is to run into the bigger operations or to have a lot of free time to think... Hey, maybe I should be a little more proactive in fighting Team Rocket. Could I go on the offensive? Also, if Jesse and James are the impression Ash has of the organization, he probably doesn't really understand what a true threat Team Rocket is, and likely doesn't take them as seriously as he might otherwise. Certainly, he doesn't look on them with the same level of bordering-on-the-dark-side hatred that he does for Hunter J., So I wouldn't say Jesse and James make no contribution. Um, But their file also says that they'll do almost anything for a meal. Thorough are these personnel files. Um, But since they could use an extra few hands on this project, it's decided by the leader uh, to feed JJ and Meowth in exchange for work. Um, And yeah, the rogue Team Rocket cell is on board with this. Until they meet Professor Sebastian, and then Jesse's like, he's kind of smarmy. Jess, of course he is. You're the bad guys. Are you surprised? Then again, JJ and Meowth are more of an in-your-face, fun-loving evil, not bad-touch uncle. So yeah, more proof that Jesse and James aren't actually evil, just meandering through life. Um, But the job they've been fed to do is to capture that red Gyarados at the bottom of the Lake of Rage, and between food, real evil responsibilities, and eternal infamy, the trio agrees. But they're not the only ones uh, who were breaking into this building. Lance the Dragon Master is also sneaking in, grabbing and impersonating a Team Rocket grunt to infiltrate the establishment. Elsewhere, Ash is brokenhearted. There's a Pokemon in trouble. The champion of the region is involved in the case, and he is not helping! And so, even though Mahogany Town might be just around the bend, seventh gym badge... He says he has to go back. He has to do something for that poor Gyarados in pain. Brock and Misty eventually agree, and Brock points out, having noticed that Team Rocket today doesn't mean Jesse and James, this plan is probably bigger than one Gyarados. If the problem doesn't get stopped here, who knows how big it'll get, how big it already is. And so we all converge on the Lake of Rage— Team Rocket Major in a boat, Team Rocket Minor in scuba gear and already bickering amongst the three of them over who's in charge, Um, Lance is undercover as a grunt, and Ash and company are just charging their way back through the brush willy-nilly. Well, the Red Gyarados isn't happy about this, doesn't like its home invaded, and starts attacking Jesse and James. But this kind of fits into their goal, so the trio flees and doggy paddles to the surface, Gyarados follows, and if it gets close enough to the surface, uh, Team Rocket can nab it with a net so strong even a Steelix couldn't break out. Or so Professor Sebastian says. Um, And they do, Gyarados is caught, along with JG and (laughs) Meowth, trapped in the net, and then electrocuted. Oh, Gyarados is not having a good day. Um, They keep bombarding it with electricity until the Pokemon passes out. So sad. Um, Ash and his friends see the boat dragging a fainted Gyarados away. They have their water Pokemon help Gyarados by trying to bite through the net, etc. Which both rescues and aggravates Jesse and James. Um, and from the boat, the rest of Team Rocket is like, Oh, those meddling kids are back. And Lance is like, Come on, Ash, really? You're busting up my whole operation. But Professor Sebastian has a solution to the interference. Um, He radios for someone in the tower to broadcast the evolutionary inducement wave. Basically a radio wave that will force Pokemon to evolve. The worst nightmare of 90% of Ash's team. Um, The radio wave again affects Pikachu and Togepi, making them appear sick and Meowth as well. Um, Also Totodile and Poliwhirl, so Ash and Misty recall them. Just in time to be caught themselves in these metal um, rings that clamp around the Twerp's middles. Like the ones Domino had back in the Mewtwo special. Seems Team Rocket is still using those. Um, But it's really not the worst that can happen. I mean, if they hadn't recalled their Pokemon and been captured, that radio wave would have still been broadcast and their Pokemon would have been forced into an evolution over time. If they were lucky, I mean, so far the Gyarados is the only Pokemon that actually did evolve from that radio wave, pushed past the brink. It could have been just Pikachu and the others just continuously got sick until they died. But anyway, the kids in the red Gyarados are taken hostage, and Ash demands to know what Team Rocket plans uh, to do to the Pokemon. And Professor Sebastian is like, well, since you're our prisoners, I don't see why I can't enlighten you on our genius Oh, you haven't been a bad guy for very long, have you? No, no monologue about your evil plan. I'm sure the prisoners won't dare try to use that against you. Nothing could possibly go wrong. I mean, it's not like contingencies and secrecy ever really helped anybody. Um, But Project R project revolution allows team rocket to control a pokemon's evolution and they've been dropping hints about this all episode so it kind of doesn't come as a surprise um and we know it works because that red gyarados used to be a magikarp ash is like but how could you like this is like the one sacred tenant of his training nobody gets forced to evolve But the bad guys don't care what he thinks. They're more interested in figuring out why the Magikarp evolved into a red Gyarados instead of a blue one. Um, And that might be a glitch that needs to be worked out, a remnant of its Magikarp days. They might have to fix that if they want to create their invincible Pokemon army. So here our episode ends, with Team Rocket intending to do research, research, research in the name of science. Um... Ash and Company tied up in a cage and hatching a plan to break out and wreak havoc. Red Gyarados locked up and being transported off-site with Lance undercover and traveling with, um, presumably having some sort of plan in mind. Um, And Jesse and James guarding the home base and eating all the food. I'm not sure where the next episode will go. How will our heroes prevail? We seem to have two very disparate and distant plans going on, Ash and Company and Lance. Um, And it's looking like a bit of a tight spot now, but I have faith in them. I also have hopes that Jesse and James will come down on the side of the twerps in this battle, because they do seem to be walking the fence a little bit. Um, Like, they're working for Team Rocket, but they don't seem to completely be committed to the goal. But anyway, this is a multi-episode little arc, a a two-parter. They've got all of next episode to start making things right. I am hoping for action-packed awesomeness. If you want to stay tuned for all that action-packed awesomeness, you can follow us a couple of ways. We're on iTunes and Zoom. You can subscribe there. You can also follow us on PCappypodcast.blogspot.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast. Admittedly, I'm not as good at updating the Facebook, um, but I am a little bit more active on the Twitter You can join in on the conversation of XYZ episode 12 and Ash's alternative costume of the day, which is my new cosplay project. I've been looking for a good costume for Anime Banzai's uh, formal dance. As much as I love his his cross-dressing episode from Best Wishes, which totally fits the bill, so few people actually get who that's supposed to be, so I think this costume might have a little better luck in that department. Either way, Ash in like this seventeenth century waistcoat thing, like it's it's adorable. It's so cute. Like everybody's costumes in that episode are really just so so adorable and fun. Like Ash and Citron just look so great, and the the rival girls is pretty cute. And and Serena's dress is a great design, but I feel a little uncomfortable watching it because like I'm sorry, that is a ten year old guy. Is she's got a strapless dress, like completely bare shoulders. I mean you might be pushing that fan service envelope just a little too far. I mean, it's a lovely dress, really. It's just not sure that was the best choice for this particular show. Unfortunately for poor Serena, it does seem to fit in with the kind of costuming she gets. But you're free to join the conversation on costuming or characterization or anything involving Pokemon at all of those locations but if you just want to listen, that's fine too. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll keep on tuning in for the conclusion of this, this Gyarados arc and the and the continuing adventures of Lance the Dragon Master saving Pokemon with the G-Men who need to change their name to something cooler. <laughs> but until next time, thank you for listening. This has been Peek Podcast. Gotta catch them all.